0: Hello, I'm James Cornby and welcome to Capital Talk, the private wealth podcast brought to you by Stevenson Harwood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, this episode of Capital Talk, where I'm with Nicholas Schmidt of the law firm Wolf Theiss in Austria, and we'll be talking about cryptocurrencies. So firstly uh, Nicholas thank you for joining our podcast this week. We're in Malta because we're here for the Step conference and you've got the joyful experience of doing a lecture on cryptocurrencies. So it's good to have you.
1: Thank you very much James. It's it's really a pleasure being with you.
0: Now Nicholas cryptocurrencies I think we all think we understand what they are but we don't actually know what they are. It's it's digital money and um could you explain, and this is probably an impossible question, but could you explain briefly what a, a cryptocurrency is?
1: Yeah, James, a, a cryptocurrency is a type of digital asset, uh, the the transfers of which are, are recorded on a public ledger, the blockchain. And uh, the term crypto comes from the cryptographical
0: security of this system. Right, cryptographical s- uh, security, already losing me, but effectively you mean that it's hard uh, to fake. Uh, yes, or, yes. Or to... to it,
1: exactly. It's uh, it's a tamper-proof system. So the ledger, this uh, this uh, document, this blockchain, as it is called, this ledger cannot be tampered with, cannot be manipulated. So every transaction that is entered into this document... Is
0: logged. Is logged. Now, this, this is where I find it very interesting, because you say it's logged, and yet the, the public perception of crypto is that it's either used by sort of speculators who buy into something they don't really understand on, on, in the hope that it's going to grow in value, or it's used by criminals on the dark web because it's secret. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble reconciling the fact that everything's logged, but at the same time, uh, it's secret. How does that work? I mean, how, how public is this logging process?
1: Yeah, uh, well, you have to understand that this database of transactions does not contain your name and my name. So for example, if I were to send you one Bitcoin, my name, Nicholas Schmidt, does not show up as the sender. As your name, James Cormie does not show up as the recipient of the one Bitcoin transaction. Uh, What what shows up is basically the amount, the time, and my, meaning the senders, and your, meaning the recipient's address. The address is basically the bank account.
0: Right. So, so does that mean the public, uh, someone can go in and see what my bank account details are?
1: Yes, uh, you can look up anybody's address, but you do not, of course, know who is the person behind this address. So you, you, you can basically look into somebody's bank account yeah. without however knowing who is the owner of this bank account.
0: Right. That's a bit weird.
1: It's weird, yeah. It's, it's uh, very different from traditional bank accounts. In a traditional bank account,
0: you cannot look at at your leisure. So, so this log of the cryptocurrency will show it bouncing from one bank account to another. What information? Is that my bank account number and sort code? Uh,
1: no, no. Uh, there's no there's, uh, the, the term bank account is, is, I mean, I'm using this colloquially yeah. speaking, uh, but basically it's just um, uh, it's a kind of reference where your Bitcoins or other crypto assets are stored. So it's uh, there's no there's no connection between this this uh, address and your name there's no kind of telephone okay. directory yeah
0: it's it's still very strange because it's the opposite of the way normal currency works which of course is digital in nature as well because mm-hmm. i mean i don't even spend cash anymore even to buy a coffee you know i wave my phone at some scanning device and money magically sure. disappears sure. so no one's using cash anymore so you're saying that i could send money to you And as far as the public is concerned, it's gone from one account to another, but you can't see the account number or the sort code or even the name of the bank?
1: No, because there's no bank. Uh, uh,
0: The
1: the whole thing about uh, Bitcoin and other crypto assets is that you hold the money directly. So you have your bank account directly. You have full control over your bank account. Uh, the bank account is not held with a bank, so to say.
0: Well, this is all very confusing. So let's move on uh, because I think I'll never understand it. So This is
1: probably not your problem, but my problem. Well, that's your
0: problem. (laughs) Yes, I I don't intend to ever hold any (laughs) cryptocurrency. But let's say I did hold a cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. or one of my clients did, and then they died. Uh, So when clients die, we go through probate process and we write to banks, don't we, and and give a death certificate and we give them a grant of probate and we gather in... Uh, the assets, and we distribute them. So let's say a client dies owning a uh, 1000 Bitcoins. Wow, well, nice client. Yeah, nice client, <laughs> right? A bit, let's say he bought them when no one was buying them when they were worth mm-hmm. 20 pounds. What happens to my client's cryptocurrency? Yeah,
1: the, the thing is, if uh, the client was well advised, he will have drawn up a list of all of his addresses and the corresponding private keys. Yeah, the private key is basically the, the the information you need to dispose over the bitcoins or the other crypto yeah. assets on the associated address, and uh, if you have this list, uh, then you can get possession of the. Of so it's the a bit bitcoins like a bearer share. It's like a bearer share. It's like it's like an asset that you're not holding with somebody else, but that's lying around in your house. So whoever's got the and key, you have to find it. Yeah?
0: So whoever's got the key has got the money. Yes, the key to the kingdom. Wow, so it's just like a numbered bank account or a bearer share. It's exactly that. Which were abolished because of money laundering concerns. Yes. (laughs) So So. we're back to that issue that I could probably dump a load of money in cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. uh, and then share the key with someone in return for a bucket load of drugs. That is possible. However,
1: do not forget that um, you will probably at some point in time, uh, want to convert these uh, crypto assets into real value. and might buy a yes. boat as one of those that yeah. I'm seeing out of the window here. Yeah. Or you uh, might uh, buy a house. Just yeah. for our
0: listeners, we, uh, we have terrible jobs. We go to horrible places for conferences. And we're, <laughs> we're presently sitting in a room overlooking the marina at St. Julian's in Morton. It's a lovely sunny day and they're very expensive yachts, none of which I think I could... Ex- I think uh, your listeners are getting envious now. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford them. So, So, okay. Let, let's move away from the potential illegality, because I think you said in your talk today that as far as uh, law enforcement is concerned, less than 1% of transactions would be criminal. Well, in
1: transactions. Yes, there was a report uh, done by a blockchain analysis firm, mm-hmm. because this is an open database, you can draw out a lot of information. Yep. And and they came up with a figure of, I think, 0.13% of transactions been such uh, transactions that have some kind of criminal background.
0: All right, And the point you're going to go on and make, I think, was that if you want to convert this to real money, you're going to have to persuade the bank... Uh, that you have earned it uh, in a lawful way. So, so, but if, you, if you're a 17 year old with no discernible means of uh, of support, and suddenly you've got uh, two million pounds worth of Bitcoin, the bank might say
1: the stories which happen regularly.
0: Yes, they're going to say, well, where did this money come from? Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. So, so let's let's move on to to, to to other matters in in the limited time we've got left. Just uh, can't help it. I'm a tax lawyer. I like to know the tax consequences. What is crypto for tax purposes? How is it viewed by most tax authorities? Is it an asset? Is it currency? What is it? I, I think
1: nearly no tax authority sees it as a currency. Right. And most tax authorities see uh, crypto assets as assets. So basically, uh, when you buy and sell yep. Bitcoin, Ether, any other crypto asset, you and you realize a capital gain, it's taxable. Uh, some countries have um, lower tax rate for long-term capital gains and then the other way around. So in other
0: words, it's it's mostly treated as a gain and and people buy into crypto to make gains, presumably, because they think it's going to carry on growing in value. Although the way I look at it, there's no discernible value underlying it because it's the currency has not been issued by a country with any kind of GDP behind it. It just looks like it's illusory.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we have very limited time and, and yeah. basically um, the whole universe of crypto assets is, is is gargantuan. There's so many different crypto assets. Yeah. And Bitcoin is just sort of the, the tip of the iceberg, the most well-known one. And uh, this is originally a kind of... Electronic cash, but now it's more like maybe seen as a as kind of digital gold. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other crypto assets which have very different properties. I mean, NFT is also crypto
0: assets. And and here. Uh, NFT a, being non fungible tokens. Non
1: fungible token. And they can be all sorts of things. Yeah. They can be the, the carrier medium for a work of art. And obviously, here you have an underlying value. Here you have something that people appreciate. Uh, Bitcoin is totally different yeah. for Bitcoin there's
0: nothing behind there's, it, there's so say, nothing uh, behind it, it exactly it, like the
1: the it, 100 euro banknote
0: I'm just now going to show you yes <laughs> <Yeah>. right okay <laughs> so, so we've established basically what it is and, and how it might be taxed in uh, your home jurisdiction if you make a profit mm-hmm. uh, uh, of course um, what if you make a loss maybe you'll get loss relief yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and, and loss
1: but, is a good uh, good topic for 2022 because we're in a bear market yeah we're gonna prices are going down so there are many people feeling the pain. Eh? So, so in, on crypto tax conferences, this is the current question. How can you yeah. harvest a user loss?
0: Okay. All right. Well, look, I, I think we'll leave it there. Um, thank you very much for uh, sharing your wisdom on cryptocurrencies. Uh, you'll be going back to Malta, presumably. Um, sorry, to, uh, so, so Vienna, to, Vienna. <laughs> to Vienna. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, Nicholas Schmidt, thank you very much for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed the experience. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Capital Talk, brought to you by Stevenson Harwood. I'm James Cornby, and I look forward to seeing you next time.